Barum is relationships. Barum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter、mm-hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to the Room Minute, the podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room, one minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Craig. Oh hi, Craig. <laughs> oh hi, Allison. Oh hi, Rob. Oh hi, listeners. We're here to talk about minute twenty-seven that includes sex worth changing your earrings for. I only have one note on this minute, other than. Midnight screening stuff, of course, and that was simply that the singer Clint Gamboa was later on American Idol season 10. So the singer for this temp track <laughs> got temp track. to be recognized as an American Idol, at least a candidate. I don't know if he made it all the way, but he didn't make it all the way. I think he was top like 16. I mean, he did okay, I think. And they asked him like,、uh, "What's what's your previous work?" He's like, "Oh, I did music for the room." Oh.、Okay. <laughs> Maybe you remember crazy. <laughs> um, I I did not know that I didn't know that earring. Thank you for bringing that up because that was the only compliment I had in this minute was like, at least her earrings mat,、uh, match her eye shade. Like, <laughs> so I was like, at least because I'm going to tell you, I tell you, man, their their flesh tone is way too similar to the point where it just becomes an amalgamation of like Lovecraftian charm. <laughs> There's nipples,、yeah. there's arms, there's just. Well, just, yeah, she's consuming him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As the, the predator she is. Yeah. Just a, a, a pasty praying mantis with sapphire earrings. Yeah. Now, Sean and Dave, the reason I wanted you both for this minute in particular. Oh hi, Rob. Oh hi, Sean. Is because this is not a separate sex scene that was filmed to go here. This is footage they didn't use in the earlier sex scene. <laughs> It was turned into a second one. <laughs> they had so much footage that they like, oh, we'll just throw in another scene. So they basically just filmed one and used it twice. So that explains the earring because I originally had a note from last minute, but then actually, like the first second of this minute, they're still down on the couch kissing,、mm-hmm. and and Lisa's head is turned to kiss Johnny. And so we have an excellent shot of her ear, and it's and then going ahead like second, you know, twenty nine thirty, you see kind of the same angle from the side of Lisa's head, and、mm. it's definitely not the same earring. Although, so at first I'm like, "Aha, I got you, continuity error." But then I'm like, "No, this kind of makes sense because I also had a separate note wondering who takes the time to light all the candles that they have in this bedroom."、Drunk. And then I figured it out, oh. Johnny's lighting candles while Lisa's changing her her earrings. Okay. What about the eye makeup?、Uh, was that there? No. So she also put on makeup. Yes.、Mm-hmm. Yes. Her eye shadow is.、Yes. Uh, she also put on her makeup. She, she has eye shadow in minute twenty six, but it's not as strong. It's very light by comparison. Yeah. Well, they've been drinking and eating pizza, so she's got to you know powder、reapply. her nose. Yeah. Yeah. Reapply. Yeah. And stuff. Reapply. <laughs> Or. Each of these transitions is actually to a different version of her same seduction of Johnny on this evening. What do you mean? 
it's a different iteration of the time uh, she's in. <laughs> right. It's a different day is what you're saying. It's a different yeah. version of this day. <laughs> gotcha. She tried different yeah. versions of alcohol combinations. Oh, my like God, Rob. Yeah, she's like going over checklists. All right, well, I was, I was, no fudge, no white chocolate, Rocky Road. These are fresh. These are fresh roses. No artichoke. <laughs> no, no artichoke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, explains the pizza. Explains everything. Well, yeah. all right. So now the roses here are clearly fresh, as if like somebody right, you know, just bought them that afternoon. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. Now he was at the florist, right? Is that did that scene already happen here? Yes. Did he go and? So I guess that's that was yesterday. <laughs> that was yesterday, and I, all right. So I guess the rose is still there. All right, I get, all right. That's fine. All right, fine. I'll allow it, Your Honor. Um, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, yeah you're right. The candle. Yeah, the candles are. These are the same candles from yesterday when they also made love. But but even that is weird because arguably this scene should be here, not in the other place, which doesn't explain her earrings and her makeup. Because the previous scene was after he came home with a dress. Not when he came home with the roses. Mm. So the roses shouldn't have been there yet. Um, uh, at some point when they filmed this scene, <laughs> they forgot how all of those things lined up. Then again, from what you told me on our previous minute, the crew could be like, we know that, and we don't care. Yeah, <laughs> we don't care. Yeah. They're just sitting there like, should we tell Tommy it's continuity wrong? No. Let's just see this play out. Well, the, the only one of them who would have ever tell him off had now quit. <laughs> Oh, true. You're right. Yeah, yeah. We're now at the. We're now at the. I've quit. So everyone else is just like, okay, fine. We'll we'll film whatever. Yeah, because they know that this ship's not worth saving. This thing's. They're just like, uh, well, yeah. If someone's worried about the roses at this point, uh, I don't have to tell them. We don't see them go up the stairs, so it does. They the crew's probably like, I don't know where this scene goes. <laughs> the crew hasn't seen a script yet. Yeah. It's so yeah. The their 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 nakedness and just so distracting. That, uh, yeah, noticing the flowers is kind of like, uh, when you noticed in Dark Knight Rises how it went from, uh, daylight to night when Batman shows up. You're like, well, wait, they were just the, the Gotham Stock Exchange at like four. And now it's midnight because Batman. <laughs> oh, hi, Batman. Oh, hi, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, so is there, I guess there must be some inaccuracy in the previously mentioned disaster artist because well, I don't know. Maybe there's more, even more sex scenes because I know at least one sex scene that they show being filmed in that movie. Seth Rogen's still there, right? Sandy, Sandy Shaclair is Seth Yeah. Rogen. And it's day, they say it's day 28 of 40. Yeah. It's, it's not the last day. It's day 28 of 40 and they're filming a sex scene. Yeah. Um, that's, and that's, I, they got some of that wrong for the. Order because this the these sex scenes in the bedroom were filmed on the last day of production before they went and did exterior stuff in San Francisco. So there were a right. little bit more shooting, but it was all location stuff. Yeah. So and then one of the interesting things from and I don't know how accurate that is, but one of the things they show Tommy doing kind of behind the scenes is is comparing. So talking about his philosophy or, or method of filming this scene. He compares himself to Hitchcock and the birds <laughs> and talking about, you know, how Hitchcock, you know, they, you know, had live birds that they throw at and would be attacking the actresses in the birds to kind of get an authentic horror reaction. And here they throw a Tommy was so at it. And that's how Tommy thinks of, of himself in a sex scene. 
I use my live body to scare a woman into lovemaking. Exactly, exactly. And what's his line in the disaster artist that I don't show my ass to sell this movie? I forget the phrasing. Very necessary. I need to show my ass to sell this movie. He has to show it in order to sell the movie. Yeah. I need this to look just like the Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) And another instance where he's, he's comparing his... You know, his involvement in sex, and he's comparing it to a disaster. <laughs> yeah. um, so, yeah, you know, it's it's all part of the the artist's genius, I suppose. Well, I just want to say, like, so this is, you know, this is the kind of movie that we're, we're, we're in here. We're, there, there's nudity. This isn't, they don't have the, the J, you know, the, the J cutout sheet where you see the guy's chest, but it's up to, you know, the woman is covered up to her neck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we're seeing... All chests, all nipples. We're getting it, you know. We're we're, we're getting it, basically. Sex has never been so funny to laugh at before. <laughs> yeah, you may not have wanted it, but you're gonna get it. Ha ha! You're so funny when making love. Ha ha ha! Yeah. Oh, I want to go back to the earrings thing because I, I I thought this was clever, so I'm gonna pat myself on the back. So right. so now she's like she's she's just wearing Lisa's down to just wearing her earrings. And you know when she's just wearing her earrings, yeah, you know it's business time. <laughs> That's why she calls them her business earrings. <laughs> I, I, I want I wanted to direct your attention here to uh, second thirty two because how I describe it is she doesn't she's hesitant on where to put her arms and her hands on Tommy. Yes. She's like, um, no, uh, I'll just put it back on his body. <laughs> like grazing it on his body, like looking like, do I put it there? No, no, not putting it down there. No, I'm just, I'm just gonna put it back by his head. And then he's just humping into her belly button. I think you're aiming a little bit. I am what I aim, just do the scene. Why is he having sex with her belly button? I, I think I've Rift Tracks <laughs> might have said that joke where he's just like, he's just humping into her belly button. Naval fucking. Yes. Yeah, and she's just, Kind of, you know, keep your distance. <laughs> She's got her hand between them. Yeah, her hand's like, I'm going to touch him. No, I don't want to. Um, yeah. Well, it makes sense why she's holding his, his, his body up. Cause it's like at the end of the minute, he's just stripped smothering her. <laughs> he's just body smothering her. She's yeah. like, I can't breathe. Oh my God. Your entire, your, all your pecs and chest are on top of me. <laughs> crushing my rib cage. Yeah. And it's, and it's raining again. Which I've since been told is it's, like a it's, it's a waterfall thing yes. inside the apartment. Yes. <laughs> oh, is that? Yeah. Or, or are we just okay? No, it's a I thing in the corner of the room. Okay. That, that, they, somebody. Oh man, I don't know. Either prop department or Tommy himself is like, this is so cool. Like the water flows inside, but nothing gets wet. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> whatever, 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 Tom. Dave, you weren't here for an earlier sex, so I have to ask, what is your favorite cinematic sex scene? Okay, I wasn't ready for this. And I gotta like, <laughs> I gotta comb through every movie I watch as a teenager looking for sex scenes. Uh, well, while you know, I'll, I'll give you Dave. I'll give you a minute to think, Thanks, and I'll just, I'll just point out like we don't, we don't get sex scenes like this anymore. This may be one of the last. <laughs> it's a rare breed. Embracing, <laughs> <laughs> we just. We just, you know, back in my, back in my well, no, just saying, like through like the eighties and the nineties and like early two thousands, it would be, 
you know, almost expected or just sort of as, as course, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a romantic drama or even like action films would have an early sex scene between yeah. your male and your female leads or maybe like the lead and, you know, a, a love interest or something like this was kind of, um, you know, par for the course where these days it, they, they just don't do it. I mean, they, they'll, you know, they, they're, we've kind of gone back to the forties and fifties where, they, you know, they, they show the two people kissing, you know, what we had yesterday and then they cut immediately to, well, we don't, you know, you can't smoke in movies anymore. So it's not the smoldering cigarette in an ashtray, but they sort of cut to the morning after right away and we don't see the act. And I, I don't know. I think part of it is changing attitudes towards, uh, you know, towards sex and, and changing attitudes towards, um, you know, what actresses and actors are willing to do and show. And then I think. You know, maybe part of it is just, you know, ex- explicit sexual acts on video are so easy to access now that everyone's got a, con- you know, a connected computer. Yeah. You know, every phone for everyone in the audience can pull up stuff a hundred times more explicit than anything you would, you could show in an R rated movie. So the, you know, the skittling factor, the, you know, the turn on with better lighting and better directing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so it isn't even, you know, it isn't really necessary anymore to yeah. provide that kind of excitement. Yeah. Versus um, like the eighties where they wanted that to be in there. Cause if that's something that was an attractive thing for the audience. That right. To, it, would, it would draw people in. Whereas now it's like, well, that's what I want to see. I can, I can see you know, hundreds of hours, millions of hours of that stuff from home. So I don't need it in a film. So yeah, so this, you know, this scene, if this film was made by a major studio today, this, the past minute would cut directly to the morning after or afterwards. We wouldn't even get this scene. So yeah, so, so as you said, Dave, you got to think back to your teenage years when movies had, you know, when this kind of thing was, was more common. Yeah, I, uh, I know the one that everyone talked about for the last few years was uh, Alexandra Daddario on True Detective, but that was just like you know that was a television show, one episode kind of thing. Yeah, um, but worth remembering. I, I know the. But worth no, worth remembering. I remember. You, well, do you remember uh, Linda Linda Fiorentino in The Last Seduction? Mm. No, I don't think I watched. Yeah, no, worth worth seeking out some interesting scenes in that. I remember. I just remember like Angelia Jolie in like the late nineties, early two thousands. Like, did a lot of in movie sex scenes, and for a while you were just like, man, oh, Angelia Jolie. <laughs> like, you're like gorgeous woman. You're like, like it was like it was like a gift. You're like, she didn't need to do this, and she did it. God bless her. Yeah. Um. So yeah, because I remember she did like taking love. I don't think what you know what I'll, I'll bring up. I, I mean, I'm sure someone must have brought up Wild Things. Everyone talked about Wild Things in the late '90s. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, did you see the Wild Things scene with Denise Richards?" Uh, yeah, and, and Nev Campbell, and yep. that's a good um, one. Good call. I think one that's not great, but it's it's almost hilarious how it exists. Is I always remember it was Cindy Crawford and William Baldwin <laughs> in uh, at Har- is it it's, it's it's Hard Target? No, not Hard Target. It's uh, I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna put in City Crawford sex, and it's gonna come up. Hold on. Go on, oh, Mr. Oh, 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 Skin. Fair game. Yeah, oh, yeah, as if I game. don't know that one, Allison. Oh, oh. first <laughs> I ever heard of that. As if I don't have an account. No, it's <laughs> fair game, 1995. There it is. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Fair game, where they just like they're hiding from those bad guys, and all of a sudden it's just like 
They're in a train car. Like, out of nowhere. I don't remember them getting <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they're, they're hoboing it around in a train car, and they're like, yeah, what the heck? Yeah, that movie, I mean, uh, you know, uh, that movie I remember was like, it came out in, yeah, 95. You could tell that movie was written in, like, the 80s because it, it made sense as an 80s movie. But in the 90s, it just, it just, it didn't fit right. Like, it just wasn't of the same 90s vibe. Like, they were trying to do an 80s movie in the 90s, and, like, we'd moved on to different types of films. That's, that's the best way I can put it. So if you ever watch, if you ever watch that movie, Fair Game, you're gonna be like, this movie was made in 85? And you're like, no, 95. Just how it was, uh, shot. But yeah, just unnecessary, just, it's great. Cindy Crawford, you know, showing the stuff, but it was just like, out of, out of nowhere. Like, you're like, oh, I guess, yeah, I guess they are, uh, just gonna have sex in this train while the bad guys are here. <laughs> I think after, I think at the end of the scene, I think a bad, I'm not gonna pull the clip up. I, I don't want to get distracted. I think a bad guy does show up and I think she grabs his gun as he's banging, as William Baldwin is banging her and I think Cindy Crawford shoots a bad guy. I think, I'm pretty sure of it. I'm like, a, a, a literal bang. Yeah. There's bang, still making boom. for you. Bang. There it is. Uh, okay. On that note, um, it's Friday, so we have lots of stuff to do. First, uh, notes from a midnight screening. Notes from a midnight screening. The chanting at the beginning of this minute is two things at the same time, alternating. Sex scene one, sex scene three. Sex scene one, sex scene three. Since this is both. <laughs> There's a sex scene two in in between. <laughs> yes. Well, Lisa and Mark. Yeah. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The... Uh, the cheating you mentioned, yeah. And then Dave already hinted at what this one would be at the end. It's fuck that navel chant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that yeah. navel is getting it. Her belly button's going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they've been together for years. She's used to it. That's why she had to drink first. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Gotta, loosen, Gotta loosen up the old <laughs> belly button. Yikes. Yeah. Um, and then it is Friday, so it's time to talk about other movies. I know it. It all sounds like some bad movie. Bad movie of the week. Bad movies worth watching. Who wants to go first? I think I said my piece about fair game. I think I think at this point it, it's yeah. Like I'm like it checks all the boxes. It's like you get action, you get sex, you get like like uh, uh, an 80s script in a 90s term movie. You have uh, not a cool Baldwin. You have like the lesser of the Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't get Stephen Baldwin from Usual Suspects. You get William Baldwin from uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Backdraft. Yeah. Yeah. And Sean, do you have another one for us? Um yeah, so so the my movie this week is Student Bodies, yeah. the nineteen eighty one horror film. Sort of like it I, I think of it as Scream before you know, fifteen years before Scream came out. It's a horror film that is uh at the same time a send up of horror films and the horror film trope. And in in terms of People in it or people associated, it's, it's no one you've ever heard of. Yeah. Most of the actors, either this is their soul or one of two entries in IMDb. Um, the writer and directors have kind of done, um, a couple other things. Actually, one of the, like an un, an uncredited co-director 
Michael uh, Michael Ritchie actually directed Fletch and Fletch Lives. So he has done some, you know, went on to do some stuff that that people might have heard of. Good. Um, yeah, those are those are good films. But he's actually, well, he's he's uncredited as co-director and guess technically uncre- uncredited as producer as well. He's listed on the film as Alan Smithy, produced yeah. by Alan Smithy, which is usually an acronym uh, that directors use when they don't want to be associated with a film. Um, so in this case, the producer <laughs> listed himself that way, but it's. It's it's zany, it's crazy, it's funny, both intentionally and at times I suspect unintentionally, <laughs> as you know, as as a horror film. And rewatching it recently, I was reminded the if if you watch this film and you should um, watch it to the very very end. There's like um, you know you talk about your your M Night Shyamalan and and his twist endings. There's like a half a dozen different twists. There's <laughs> there's twists on top of twists. You you, you never quite know where you're going. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it, it delivers to the very last second. Um, it's definitely a kind of a, a, a good bad movie and that's student bodies from 1981. And I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but it's definitely worth looking for. Uh, it's, I think you can rent it on Amazon prime. I think that's where I watched yeah. it. My thing with student bodies is the first half hour I love and it's kind of boring, mm-hmm. which I've said in the show a lot, a lot of bad movies or low budget movies have that problem. Like sustaining themselves, but there is some clever stuff in the opening, like the on-screen subtitles, like pointing at clues and suspects, zooming in on things that are suspicious. Yeah, I mean they do things like there's a body count every time you know yeah. someone gets killed by the the, the killer. Yeah, you know, the, and a literal number flashes up on the screen <laughs> with the body, so you get an actual body count during the movie. You know, kind of opening kill. The killer has to pick a weapon, and there's like actual weapons on this desk, like knives and axes. Picks a paperclip because <laughs> it's the silliest thing possible. You're just getting me excited for John Wick again. <laughs> yeah, I could watch John Wick with a kill count. I could do that. Just watch that yeah. scene in the knife store. That's all you have to watch. Oh my god, it's so good! That was that was one of the. It's weird because there's so many movies that I would say are much better, but that scene is probably one of the best filmed scenes this year. It's just so directed well. Like it, 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 there's so little like you know cutting around and stuff. It feels like these guys are throwing knives at each other. Mm-hmm. And they're in a knife store, so there's just more knives every time they need. Them. <laughs> yeah, everything's a knife. Everything's a knife. And now we're talking about John Wick. John Wick is not a bad movie worth watching. No, it's, it's not. No, it's so good. I cannot wait for the third one to go on Blu-ray. I'm just gonna watch them all again in another sitting. I, I actually wanted to promote a bad movie this week because I had, I think I mentioned it briefly before, but I haven't talked about it. Is um suburban Sasquatch? Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, you know the noise. <laughs> it, it the guy who made it was serious. Thought he was making a serious film about a metaphor about nature, like people encroaching on nature. And so Sasquatch comes into this little neighborhood and starts killing people. And a Native American woman and a plucky reporter have to try to stop him. And it has horrible special effects, horrible acting and writing. Got it on DVD. So I can watch it whenever. Because it is, it is crazy. Insane. They've used digital arrows because they couldn't be bothered to actually shoot arrows or something. <laughs> and they're so fake and the blood is and spoilers. Sasquatch tears a dog in half at one. It's obvious stuffed animal thing picks it up and it's, it's, <laughs> 
great stuff like that. And then really bad acting. And then if you see behind the scenes stuff, the director thought, yeah, which is always a good sign of a film that might be worth watching. Yeah. All right. It's a bourbon Sasquatch. And one more time, if the listeners want to hear more of you. Yeah. Sean, Dave, uh, where can they find you? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Sean and I, for, uh, about a year or so ago, we, uh, finished wrapping up on, uh, Groundhog Minute where we covered Groundhog Day, one minute at a time. Um, uh, we had, we had Rob on for that, talking mm-hmm. some real philo- philosophical stuff about if your day repeated. I'm currently covering, uh, five minutes of mystery. Or I'm covering Mystery Men. It's the, currently we're in the 20th anniversary of it coming out. I hope. I hope someone does a nice think piece on it. It's just me out there talking about this movie, but uh, I hope to get more people to uh, to watch it and give it give it a look. Since uh, you know everyone's seen, at least the the stats say everyone's seen Avengers. So yeah, come on, uh, go pick that, go pick up that, you know, go pick up that rental. <laughs> yeah, and you can uh, you hear me along with with Dave at uh, we talked about the movie Groundhog Day one minute at a time, and that's at groundhogminute.com. And before that, I talked about the movie uh, This Is Spinal Tap. One minute at a time with my co-host Heidi Bennett. You can find that over at uh, SpinalTapMinute.com. And uh, if you can't remember uh, those links or those websites, you can always go to CatAndShawn.org. And from there, I link to, uh, to all my podcasting stuff, my hosting, guest appearances. And um, I've got a couple pages, some of my favorite comic books. I, I put those up on the site. So if I'm ever in a if I'm in a comic book shop and I can't remember which issues I have and which ones I need, I can always just go to my website and kind of see what I have. And if you're wondering, you know, if you're wondering, you know, hey, I want to, I want to get a gift for Sean and, and what does he need? You, you know, go to that catandshawn.org and, and check out my, uh, Grew the Wanderer page or Flaming Carrot Comics and you'll see which issues I have and which ones I need. So you're welcome, listener. <laughs> but it's not the wrong one. People make a fun of the project, in this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening, and remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us!